The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our hosts, we are Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good, town. We had a uh, had a winning night tonight. Had a slightly winning night last night. So so recovering a bit after a uh, bad weekend, and and looking forward to this Thursday slate. I've had a busy day myself. Not so much the hockey stuff. I've been uh, diving into the NFL draft. I did about five or six hours worth of work preparing the groundwork for uh, what is usually one of the most profitable events of the year. So uh, that that's what I've been up to. Um, if you want something to bet, you. You got to look at uh, over five and a half wide receivers taken in the first round. Uh, I got that at plus 119. It's already a favorite, uh, but I still like that if you can find it up to uh, minus 130, minus 140. I think that these guys, uh, they want to get these wide receiver studs going. And uh, yeah, that's that. That's what I've been doing all day. Uh, but ready to get back to the main business here. Let's get some hockey going. But that gets me so fired up. I fucking miss football so much right now. Um, all right, before we get going, everybody go check out the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be, man. All the sports, every sport. I wasn't even going to list them, but I'm going to list them. There's NASCAR, there's hockey, there's golf, there's soccer, there's baseball, there's football, basketball, college hoops. I don't know, anything else. If they don't got it, you don't need it, all right? So get your ass on the website. Uh, again, that is Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And, of course, like always, man, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Uh, the Slack group is banging, man. If you're not in the Slack group, get your ass in there. It's been fun seeing it pop off. You know, especially we've had some damn good games over the past two games or, or two days. I know we talked about it on the uh, last show. But, uh, yeah, man, that place has been fire. Get in there. doesn't cost you a thing. The people are great. We have some good time. We have some good laughs. We make some good money while we're at it, yo. So, Get your ass in the Slack group. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack. Yeah, the Slack's great. I mean, like, we're if you're not watching a game, someone's watching a game, like, okay, they're they're about to lose. They're, they're going to start losing. Make sure you bet against them, something like that. Throw in live bets. We got Sharky in there throwing out player props now. It's great. And yeah, check out the website. You're, you're missing football. Uh, Adam just wrote a great thing on Major League Football, which I didn't even know was a thing. Apparently a new spring league starting up this summer. So check that out. And yeah, check out all those sports that Talon listed there. And make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. On Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. On Spotify, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey s. And make sure you give us a follow on Twitter if you're on there, unlike Joel, at <laughs> hockey sgpn. 
I think we just hit 100 followers or so on Twitter, eh? We did, yeah. Hey, that's a big milestone, man. Fuck yeah. We've got uh, 900 more to go, and then, I don't know, maybe we'll chug a beer or something. Um, All right, moving down to last week's Mortal Locks and discussions here. You know, all things considered, it was an okay okay week. Uh, Jolie, kick us off here, bud. You did good. Yeah, a lot better than the last show. They're all down two units. Uh, <laughs> I uh, got my lock there at the Lightning minus one forty against the Hurricanes. Uh, they were the better team. They almost doubled the shots, so uh, easy win there. Well, it wasn't easy because they had to do it and uh, come behind victory in overtime. But still, they were the better team, so I'm fine with that bet. Same thing with my dog. Although this one lost, it should have won. The Stars team total over three and a half plus one ten against the Ducks. I got the uh, the stars in regulation bet. I got the stars money line bet, but uh, the the team total should have got there too because they were all over the ducks. But somehow, somewhere, Johnny Gibson recovered his form. Uh, he was outstanding. He saved a, a like a, a like a dozen like stone cold lock goals, but couldn't get there. Even at the empty net, they had a couple chances. Couldn't get it done. But uh, my total also hit though. Uh, what did I have here? Islanders, Blue Jackets, over six, minus one of five. Uh, yeah, these are just uh, two teams out of the playoffs, and uh, these teams are they're not involved in the playoffs anymore. So they're not they're not focused on like these uh, uh, closed playoff style games. So uh, they're creating chances. They're not playing tight defense, and that one is an easy one. I'm not even sure what happened this one, but I remember it was a a pretty comfortable win. I think it was what two to one in the first period, and then uh, yeah, anyway, Eight. that one won. That one you hit one. <laughs> you hit your over after like the second, or it was at least yeah, tied at six or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, last show, we were uh, all down two, and now we're just back to normal with me down two, Joel and uh, <laughs> Talon kind of breaking even. Uh, my lock, I had the Bruins against the Leafs. Leafs took a 6 1 lead. Bruins battled back to make it 6 4, but it just wasn't close there. Uh, my dog, I had the Flames on the puck line at plus 200. Thought that was a good price, and it was, but. They outshot him 45-30, lost 2-1, just three power play goals in that game. My total, though, easy over. Uh, Canadians-Panthers over 6.5. Panthers got seven goals themselves. Canadians added four, so at least I didn't go over three. Yeah, it's, it's the little things. Eh? <laughs> um, I went two for three myself. Unfortunately, the one that I did miss was my lock. Um, I had Pittsburgh in regulation against New York. Uh, I thought it was good, man. Pittsburgh went up, I don't want to say early, but I think with about five minutes left in the first period, one nothing, and then uh, three unanswered in between the second and third period, and then Crosby got one with about 10 minutes left to make it a 3-2 game. So technically, the fact they had him in regulation, that wasn't even close. Uh, with that being said, for my dog, boys, I had my leafers against Boston. Like I said, this team's done with banging sevens. They're ready to go and bang out some tens, and they did it on a Monday night, taking down the big bad Bruins at home in the garden. Uh, pretty crazy game, though. I didn't get to see it, but I was looking at all the uh, highlights and shit when I was at work, and obviously at least Twitter was going off. More on that later. Um, but yeah, so that hit. And then for my total, I had Colorado-Calgary under 6.5, uh, paying out minus 115. It was a 2-1 game, man. We talked about it a lot on that podcast, uh, potential to be a goalie game. Uh, two playoff teams going at it, playing tight playoff hockey. Uh, Colorado did end up winning 2-1, in case you were wondering, but uh, the under 6.5 did end up hitting for me. Thank you, Darcy uh, Kemper. He was outstanding that game. He got me the win against the damn Flames. The Flames were the better team, five on five, but uh, we got the better guy in net. God bless you, Darcy Kemper. I talked a lot of shit about him, but uh, he's doing the job now. Yeah, Christ, I'm just looking now. 44 saves, man. That's not bad at all. 
finishing up on the day, I was up 0.02 units, Ryan down 2.13 units, and Jolie up 1.38 units. So a little bit of a pull away from Joel there. It's not what we like to see. Uh, heading down to our NHL news and discussion topics, though. Not too much going on since we last uh, spoke two days ago. A couple of little things buzzing around. Um, boys, I, I don't know if you got to see it or not. Taylor Hall was fined 5K for uh, his roughing, the league called it, on Ilya Labushkin. I don't know. I know uh, we just did have the video going up before the show here. Uh, what do you think? Um, I mean, these type of things, maybe not not from behind as often. I feel like they happen probably every night. You can find one in a game, if not every night, every other night, something like that. So it's not completely out, out of, it's not completely something you don't see, but uh, in a spotlight like this, in a rivalry game with, with Bruins Leafs, it's, it's going to get people talking, especially anything. When a Leafs player goes down, I saw people on Twitter comparing it to the Bertuzzi thing years ago. It was wasn't even close to that. Hall gave him no. a little little thing, little thing around, maybe a little punch there, but but nothing like that. But sure, I mean, the fine really is nothing. The fine is is just complete garbage. Five thousand dollars for a player that makes millions. If they want to make it count for something, make that raise that maximum fine you can do. Make it based off a of salary. Make it hurt a little bit if you're not going to suspend them because. If you want to get this out of the game, you suspend them. It's not a five thousand dollar fine. I'm completely fine with it being no suspension, just because this is—it's just hockey. This is just two guys going at it. Maybe a little bit from behind, but I'm fine with it. That's all it is. It's a two-minute penalty. There should be no fine at all. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Anyone who wants to take this out of the game is just—I don't want to have anything to do with hockey anymore. If we're gonna freaking suspend people for this, uh, like you wonder why I'm not on Twitter, it's—it's it's for occasions like this. I don't want to see people complaining about this stuff. It's just. Yeah, it, it, there's nothing in this. This is just hockey, you know, a two-minute penalty at most. It's 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 ridiculous that we've got this far. Uh, hopefully the league and the hockey culture in general is not influenced by Twitter because God knows what kind of society we'll end up in if uh, that's the case. <laughs> All right, before I say I would just like everybody to know that, like, I bleed blue and white just as much, if not more, than anybody else, right? On Twitter, off Twitter, anybody, I am Leafs to the core, have been for the 27 years I've been in this earth, this fine earth, almost 28 years now. I got to be honest with you, and like, I'm in the fringe minority here. Like, it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. Like, Ryan brought up a point, people are going out saying, oh, it's like the Todd Bertuzzi three years ago. Get the fuck out of here. It was nowhere close to that. This wasn't even anywhere close. This wasn't even, like, to me, it wasn't even half as bad as, like, the Dylan Larkin or Milan Lucic, like, recent, you know, like, punching suspensions that have been there in the last two years. Um, Maybe worth noting, and if you were to try and make a defense for this being, like, oh, suspend him one game or at least eject him for the game... It's due to the fact that Labushkin was taken out and didn't return for that game. Uh, I think he's still in question whether he will play tomorrow against Winnipeg. So from that side of things, maybe you can kind of justify it. If you were to justify any form of discipline, it would have to be on that merit. But like, it can't be more than one game if you were to do it. And let's be honest here, man. Like, th- This was always going to be a fine. People are acting so surprised and so appalled. There's a bunch of losers on Twitter like, oh, Department of Player Safety, I can't believe you did this. It's like, really? You can't believe they did this? I'm pretty sure everybody knew what happened that like, or you should have known that it wasn't going to be a fine or a suspension and probably shouldn't have been. You know, Joel brought up a good point. And if you look at the tape, man, it doesn't even really look like he tried to punch him. That almost looks like he tried to grab him. His second hand went around too. 
Like, how do you punch someone with two hands? It's like that movie Hot Rod when he does the ultimate punch with like two fists and a foot. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. I don't, I don't know. I'm being dumb, but either way, I, you know, I, I love the Leafs. I love the Leafs so much. I hate Boston, but I don't think it was as bad as people are making it out to be. Yeah, people were kind of comparing it to. I said like this is on a bigger stage, good to rivalry game. Back earlier this month, Max Pacioretty gave a, a pretty solid punch to the back of the head of Chris Letang, not like this like grabbing thing. Mm-hmm. And there was no suspension to find there. So this is just, the Leafs were involved, so people were whining about it. But it's it's just a part of the game. For sure. Uh, all right, moving down here. Uh, boys, if you don't love Daryl Sutter, I don't even know. Like This guy is an absolute beauty to the max. Uh, another solid quote, uh, this time praising the avalanche. Let me let me do this, and I quote. This is Daryl Sutter. You better make sure you make the playoffs, because if you don't have that in your mindset, then you're going to play Colorado as a wild card, and you'll get the shit kicked out of you, and I'm not interested in that. Coach Daryl Sutter on the Avs. What do you think, boys? I'll let Joel take this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if uh, there's talk about Putin doing a biological warfare in Ukraine, well, Daryl Sutter's doing mental media warfare <laughs> in Alberta. <laughs> um, this is all it is. He, he, he's he's gearing things up. He's like, uh, uh, what's another coach who does this? Does this? Uh, I'm blanking on his name. But anyway, this is what he's done. He, he's motivating his own team, and he's trying to get in the, the heads of the other team. Uh, he's building Colorado up as like something that they can't be beaten and uh, trying to put a hex on them. That, that's what this is. It didn't work last time because clearly they went into Calgary and beat them. But uh, I guess uh, there's more important wars to win for him. But, yeah, it, it, it's pretty funny. I love this coach. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys. Uh, I was a big fan of his Kings team uh, for stuff like this, too. He's just an old-school guy. Love him to death, but uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be the Avalanche to come out on top, whether or not he uh, succeeds in his mental warfare or not. Yeah, uh, I mean, Joel, Joel pretty much said it. I mean, but it's it's going back to the games on Tuesday. All four of those games were were great games. Like seeing seeing the Avs go into Calgary and get that win just makes them that much more of a favorite to take the West in my mind. Hey man, it was we like I said we talked about it earlier in the show. We talked about it on the show. There were some damn good games set up for uh, for yesterday, and this was uh, sure as shit was one of them. Um, moving down here, some tough news coming out tonight in the Arizona San Jose game. Clayton Keller had a looks like a little bit of a I don't want to say a little bit of a tumble because that's just kind of mean, but a little rough uh, fall into the boards here. He was stretchered off the ice. Um, word is that he might have some long-term injury effects here at least for the remaining of the season now keep in mind arizona isn't right a playoff spot nowhere fucking close but still you never want to see this happen to a guy especially a guy like clayton keller yeah it's, it's tough to see he went awkwardly into the boards and his leg didn't didn't really bend bend great there and he was down for a while taken off on a stretcher gave two thumbs up going off the ice but i mean it, it's tough to see especially for a guy who's kind of having a breakout season 63 points in 66 games Two points off his career high when he had 65 in his rookie season. Came third in the Calder that year. It's tough to see for for a Coyotes team that that's going to be rebuilding. This is going to be one of their pieces. We talked about it when we were talking about the the Chikrin rumors. If if he was going to be a, a part of it, you know, it's it's good to see here. Uh, when after they won, Phil Castle, uh, Craig Craig Morgan tweeted. Phil Castle came off the ice after the game, didn't go into the dressing room, went immediately to the medical area to find and support Clayton Keller. So that's great to see there, the teammates supporting each other. But yeah, hopefully Clayton Keller is okay and can be back 
for next season, I would even say at this point. Yeah, looking at their injury list and uh, the history of injuries they've had over the season, you'd think there'd be some kind of a voodoo uh, Native American curse going on in Arizona. But it's a good thing they're moving to ASU because uh, it's not working out there. And this is just one more in a, a long <laughs> list of casualties going on at that organization. Um, uh, good luck to him, but uh, their, their season can't end soon enough. Looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific. Better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. Bet $500 or more on college basketball between Thursday and Sunday to be entered to win a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas. For example, if a patron wagers $1,100 on the men's college basketball tournament between Thursday and Sunday, you're eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Looking for a sweet SGPN hoodie? Every day March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash marchmadness to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash M-E-R-C-H madness. All right, boys, that covers up our news here. We got nine games set for Thursday, March 31st. Gentlemen, are we ready to rock and roll? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Kills me every time. All right, we'll head right on into it here. Kicking things off at a 7 p.m. time slot. We got the Chicago Blackhawks against the Florida Panthers. Game itself is in Florida. Uh, Chicago money line sitting at plus 285. Florida on the money line sitting at minus 350. Panthers on the puck line at minus 150. Over-under is sitting at 7. Damn, that's a big over. Uh, Over is paying off plus 105. The under minus 125. Ryan, kick us off here, bud. Take the reins here. Yeah, first of all, I'm happy that the Florida Claude Giroux have a game on a night when the Flyers are off here, so I can just give my full full attention full attention to them. I mean, they're, they're, we saw them on Tuesday against Montreal, had a 7-4 win. We've seen Chicago blow a, a few leads now. It was just absolutely hilarious how Buffalo won that game with Tage Thompson shot, break, breaking his stick and then bouncing off the end boards and, and off, uh, I think Lankanen was in net. It blew a lead to Vegas. So I mean, Florida at home here. You got you got to go with them uh, on the puck line minus one fifty. They're twenty seven six and zero at home. Uh, they won five two back on February twentieth twentieth in Chicago. So they've already beaten them by a few goals. I'm also looking at the uh, Florida Panthers team total over four and a half at plus one hundred. They've hit that in nineteen of thirty three home games. They hit it last game with seven. I think with their their new trade deadline additions, they want to keep. Keep the pedal to the metal here. They need the points to stay up in the President's Trophy race. Keep that home ice advantage. So I like the Panthers here on the puck line. I like the Panthers team total. I like the over seven, even though it's at seven at plus 105. And look for a uh, first period over one and a half. Only six first periods have gone under the total in Florida's home games. 
Right, it's a high total, but it's high for a reason. Uh, Blackhawks have just totally given up on defense, and now they don't have a goalie to mask that deficiency. Uh, they've had a bunch of overs now in a row, uh, and I'm tired of them uh, blowing leads, but I don't want to do that in this game because I'm just going to have the over over seven here. I have plus money is just fine with me. Uh, yeah, Panthers can score five on their own, and then Blackhawks are good for a few as well. Uh, that's the way I'm looking, just uh, – Two high-scoring offenses lately. Even the Blackhawks, you know, they they're they're getting up for these games. They're playing for pride, I guess. And uh, the the problem is they they don't have the pride to keep leads, I guess. So that's been my uh, my undoing the past week. But for this game, I'm not going to back the Blackhawks. I'm just going to back goals. So give me the over seven as well. Dude, I'm right with you with everything you just said there, Joel. Like Florida team total, that's my play. Uh, I do like the over as well. Seven, it's a big ass number, but. I don't know. Sergey Borowski, is he going to play? He's been playing well this year, but he's he's ugly. He's ugly as sin. So when you're ugly, you get scored on, all right? Simple as that. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you're ugly, you're probably going to have a stinker every now and then. So I'm hoping that comes through here. You know, maybe he'll give up a nice two or three, and then Florida can do what they do and just score goals against an abysmal Chicago defense <laughs> and uh, zero Chicago goaltending. So we're, uh, we're riding with the uglies here, boys. Give me the over. <laughs> Um, even the, even the sixes and sevens hit action, right? <laughs> yeah, even the six, even the, the, five, the, six even the fives and sixes need some love and two. Yeah, even <laughs> fours and threes. <laughs> All right, moving down to the seven p.m. slot again. We got the Columbus Blue Jackets against the New York Islanders. Game itself is on the island in New York. Uh, Columbus on the money line sitting at plus one seventy five. New York money line minus two hundred. Over under sitting at six. Over paid off minus one twenty. The under plus one hundred. Uh, over to you, Joel. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I'll look behind the curtain here. Um, it's getting thrown to me, even though I have nothing to do with these teams. I did not pick these for my box box totals. <laughs> it's just an Islanders game to get sent to Joel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the you know, well, it's, it, it's your team. It's your team. About? Yeah, all good, all good. I can talk about it. Um, yeah, just take the damn Islanders. I mean, they were they were bigger favorites than this. Uh, what was it last week? Sometime. I mean, they they played like three times the past week. After tomorrow, um, yeah, you still like the Islanders here. I think they're just fine as a minus 200 favorite. The Blue Jackets are not a good team. Islanders are the best team that's not going to make the playoffs, um, even though they're behind the Jackets' standings. That's totally irrelevant to the quality on the ice. Uh, um, yeah, we we know the status of Sorokin. I haven't looked it up myself, but Is he uh, still hurt? either way. Yeah, He's Brian. questionable, I believe. He's questionable. Okay, okay well, even without him. Barlamov will get the job done. Uh, Islanders in regulation would be my pick here. I'm not sure about the uh, over in this one. I know I picked them last show, but uh, uh, Islanders are more of a, of a an over team in uh, away games than home games. But still, two teams outside the playoffs, you got to lean that way, I guess. But uh, better bet here be Islanders in regulation. Yeah, we, we just saw this game um, last show on, on Tuesday. with uh, This was in Columbus. Uh, Islanders won 4-3. Uh, Islanders are home. I mean, they haven't been playing that great. I mean, Columbus outshot them 45-29. So I, w- I would lean to the Jackets here at plus 175. I mean, they're pesky. So it's pesky season. It- it's tough for them without uh, Wierenski's out. Boone Jenner's been out now for a bit. So they're missing a few key pieces there. But, you know, it's anything can happen here. The Islanders should not be minus 200 favorites against anybody. Uh, I'll-, I'll put a small play on the Jackets. 
It also got kind of looked to the over. Uh, the over is 41 and 21 in the Blue Jackets games this season, which is just insane. And the Islanders have been scoring some recently. So look to the over as well as the pesky jackets. Boys, I love Columbus in this game as a plus 175 dog here. Uh, Islanders are on the first night of a back-to-back. They got the Rangers the next night. If Ilya Sorokin's hurting, and like I know he's day-to-day, so he could be okay, but if he is not up for either of those two games, you would like to think that they're going to give um, Varlamov the Rangers. So who the fuck are they going to play in this game? I'm looking at their I'm looking at their goaltending depth right now. None of them have been called up to the big boys, but they got Corey Schneider in the minors. They got Yakov. yeah. They just called him up. They just Ooh, they called, called Corey up. Schneider. Did they up just call Corey Schneider? Yeah. So okay. So <laughs> Frick, maybe... forget my bet. I have nothing to do with this game. Oh, okay. I don't they, want they, Corey Schneider in this. They sent him back down Wednesday. They sent maybe him down. Maybe maybe that's just a paper move for the cap. But maybe. Uh, yeah, because maybe Sorokin's okay. He, he could return. Yeah, they got Jakob Sakarik, who I think is still in Russia or Czech or somewhere. But they also got Ken Appleby. And low-key, I know he's not a name by like any means, but this guy played for uh, Oshawa Generals and won that team a Memorial Cup. And like I grew up, you know, about 25 minutes east of Oshawa. I went to a lot of those games on the road to that Memorial Cup. So like that, that there's a tie there. But yeah, between Appleby and Schneider, they both stink at the NHL level now. So I don't know. I love Columbus in this game, man. Give me the dog, plus 175. So you're saying Appleby has you feeling good in the neighborhood about the uh, Well, we don't really have Applebee's in Canada, but yeah. We I don't get that, that reference, bro. That, that, that's for the listeners, okay? It's not, it's not all, about, all about you guys sometimes. You know what? There's one in Niagara Falls, I think, actually. So, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. We'll do it. Uh, <laughs> moving down to the 7 p.m. slot here. We got the Montreal Canadiens against the Carolina Hurricanes. Game itself is in Carolina. Uh, Montreal on the money line sitting at plus 320. Carolina money line minus 400. Uh, Carolina on the puck line, sitting at minus 155. The over-under is at 6. Overpaying off, minus 115. The under, minus 105 here. You got to kind of look Carolina's way here, you know? Like, maybe Carolina team total, maybe Carolina puck line. Obviously, you're not going to get any money for them in regulation or money line. Is there any way you can go on the Habs here? I don't know. Also, give me the over, minus 115. Montreal only plays well goaltending-wise when they're against the Leafs. Uh, They're... Yeah, they're they're last in the league for goals allowed. So yeah, give me a give me Carolina team total, and I'll take the over. Yeah, this this is a game where Carolina's minus four hundred. This this whole slate of games has just huge favorites. So it's it's trying to pick out which underdogs can win. And like I I don't think Montreal can do it here. They had they had a good win at home against Toronto, one at home against Ottawa. But besides that, I mean, lost seven four against Florida. Carolina needs to get back in the winning column to maintain their lead in the Metropolitan. They just lost in overtime in Tampa Bay. So coming back home, they're, they're going to want to go for the win here. So I'm looking at them on the puck line. They won 4 nothing on December 30th, 4-1 back in October. They won't let Montreal back in the game like Florida did. Uh, Florida was up 4-1, I believe, and then Montreal tied at 4-4. What happened for Carolina? I was going to look at... Um, Montreal team total under two and a half, but that's minus 200. So that's not even worth taking. <laughs> so just go with the Carolina puck line minus 155. Minus 200. That makes me look the other way. You know, the Canadians have shown a propensity for scoring. Uh, if you get good plus money on Canadians team total or two and a half, that might be a look. Uh, uh, but for the game itself, I think the, the Canes got to win this one. I, th- uh, they, they just lost to the, the lightning. Of course, um, the Rangers won last night or tonight, whenever 
whatever. Um, <laughs> so the Rangers are pressing them for the captain's chair in the Metro. Uh, they probably do want to win the division, get that home ice advantage and all that. So they, they do want to win this game. But, uh, yeah, if you get a decent price on the Canadians team total, I mean, they've been scoring three-plus goals most of the day, most of the time. So I don't mind that look at all. But uh, the safer play here would be just the Canes puck line. Uh, at only minus 155, I think that's just fine. Montreal is just uh, beleaguered by injuries. Now, Jeff Petrie's a big loss, especially without uh, Schrott anymore, gone to the Panthers. So uh, that's where I'm looking at this game. Canes, uh, puck line or Canadians, team total if you want to go the other side. That's just fine. That's Joel's just fine. Pick of the show. <laughs> <laughs> New segment. Heading <laughs> down to the 7 p.m. slot here. We got the New Jersey Devils against the Boston Bruins. Game itself is in Boston at the Garden. Uh, New Jersey at the money line sitting at plus 230. Boston money line minus 270. Bruins on the puck line sitting at minus 115. Over unders at a 6.5. Over paying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Boys, Bruins are going to beat the wheels off of New Jersey here. Like, I know obviously they had a pretty heated game against the Leafs there. Uh, I imagine that, you know, they're just going to come out firing. They say, hey, that's bull shit that's not the type of team we are we're a good team we're a good defensive team they've been getting good goaltending Linus Olmark is I think confirmed to get the start I'm sure he should be fine against New Jersey uh give me Bruins on the puck line minus 115 uh that's yeah that's my play here yeah I mean I'm I'm pissed off with the Bruins here because the one time I trust them that they lose at home to their biggest rival but you can't take the devils here even even with such a such a big line um, maybe look to the over here, Boston on the first two meetings, five, three and five, two. So maybe look Boston team total over four is plus 100 over four and a half is plus 150. So it could look that way. They could look to, uh, get some goals, get some offense going here after that tough loss. And the devils, you know, they're, they're not great defensively. They're, they're goaltending. Uh, Nico Dahl is probably in net there. So Boston's pretty much fully healthy. There should be. Full, full speed ahead there. So either of them on the puck line, minus 115. If you think they're going to score four or five, go for the team total. On the exact same page there. I'm going shock again at the Bruins. Uh, what are they? They're 6-1 and one after the last, or 7-1, and one, last eight after allowing five goals or more. So, you know, these guys have a culture going, and uh, they don't want to stand for this losing, uh, especially against the Leafs. So, yeah, I think they take their anger out here against the Devils. Uh, the over in general, I think, is is just fine as well at uh, six and a half. <laughs> Multiple well just five. fine picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm making a theme of the show. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, you got to look at the Bruins way and the over. I mean, it's Devils game. Uh, it's either a 2-1 game or like a 9-7 game. So, yeah, Bruins team total, I think, is the safest play. But uh, puck line is fine, too. And... Uh, uh, yeah, over in general, uh, given the the Devils' uh, lackluster goaltending, and we have Omar Kinnett rather than Swayman, who is uh, the better goaltender. All right, moving on down to the 7 p.m. slot here. We got the Winnipeg Jets against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game itself is in Toronto. Uh, Winnipeg on the money line sitting at plus 180. Toronto money lines paying off minus 210. Leafs on the puck line at plus 125. Uh, Over-under sitting at 6. Over paying off minus 115. The under minus 105. Uh, boys, there's only one play in this game here. 
You got to take the Leafs puck line plus 125. This team is cooking. And last time these teams played, a little physical. You know, they, they went at it all year last year in that Canadian division. And there was a bit of turmoil after the game where a video comes out of Mark Shifley in the dressing room saying, oh, is there anything better than beating the Leafs? And so they're going to get their shit kicked out of them. Uh, keep in mind, I think they got... Who are they missing because of COVID? It's... Um, fuck, best goal scorer they got. What's his name? Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. And uh, I think they got somebody on the D line they're missing Schmidt. too. Schmidt. Keep in mind, Hellebuck <laughs> started tonight uh, against Buffalo. So uh, does Eric Comrie play in this game? Like, that seems a little sus. I guess Winnipeg's just going for any points they can get. So maybe uh, take the Comrie's two been points. Good. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, I think he's going to get his tits lit. So give me a least puck line based off uh, COVID players, based off redemption game for Toronto, and based off uh, Comrie getting his tits lit. I said before, this is a slate where you kind of got to find which underdogs could possibly win. And I got to look the Jets' way here. They've already beat, beaten the the uh, Leafs one time this season so far. I think it was, what's that, 6-3 was, was the score back in December. These teams kind of know each other based off last season. Winnipeg needs points for the playoff race. They're currently out of it. They're uh, two points out of a playoff spot behind Vegas with a game in hand. So if they win this, they're t- right tied back up. Toronto could have a big, big letdown spot after a road win in Boston. They're coming back home for one game before going back on the road. So, especially with the Leafs' uncertainty and net, and they're they're not great defensively with Labushkin questionable, Justin Hall questionable. So I look to Winnipeg. They're they're not bad on no days rest. Four three and two. So they could they could get that going. So I think plus one eighty is a good line for them. And I'm also lo- looking to the over. Even with Eric Comrie, as Joel said, he's won his past five starts going back to January 29th. So I'm liking the Jets here as underdogs at plus 180, and I'll probably take the over six at minus 115 too. Right. Uh, this is the game that is a classic uh, situation where you expect the Leafs to win and they lose because they only win as very short favorites or very small dogs. Uh, you can't trust them as anything over minus 200. That said, the Jets just put in a, a hell of a game against the Sabres. They were outplayed in that one, but they were – also worked, so you'd expect them to be pretty weary going into this one. Uh, Hellebuck was the the better goalie in this game uh, against the Sabres there, but uh, Comrie, he, he's going expect to play the same workload, and I don't think that he can manage uh, all the pressure the Leafs should give him, so I think the over is the best bet in this one, because the Jets should get a couple themselves, and, and of course, you never know when the Leafs can just Totally blow a game and let in five goals. You know, Chio Down has been playing well. <laughs> he's pretty. He's done a good job of uh, revitalizing their their decor, and the goalies haven't been as bad as they were before the trade deadline. But um, I still like the over here at only six. I think that this should be at least six and a half. So that's where I'm looking at this one. Just give me the over six and minus one fifteen. SGPN is added again, this time giving away $1,000 in a Final Four contest. Just respond to 10 questions, and whoever has the most correct wins $1,000. To enter, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Final Four. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Final F-O-U-R. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. 
Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the apps, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. All right, heading on down to 8 p.m. Uh, here. We got the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, game itself is in Minnesota. Maybe the best game on the slate? I don't know. Either way, it uh, should be a good one. Uh, Pittsburgh money line sitting at minus 105. Minnesota money line sitting at minus 115. The over-under is at 6.5. Over paying off plus 100. The under minus 120. I don't know. Pittsburgh, they, they had a tough loss to New York. Uh, that sucks a little bit here. I'm trying to see. Do they play on the Friday? They don't. But Minnesota's been so good at home, boys. Pittsburgh's been equally as good on the road, though. I don't know. I'm torn. Give me give me the wild at home, man. This team is starting to shape up pretty well. Obviously, adding Flurry helps solidify the positioning in net. We say it every show. Cam Talbot's been playing fine, too, lately. So either one of them that go uh, minus 115. You could have Tristan Jari been there, too. It looks like Talbot's, Talbot's confirmed, actually. So probably Tristan Jari's going up against Cam Talbot. To me, that screams under, especially if that's 6.5. I love that play. But if I had to pick a team, I would go with that Minnesota. Yeah, you, you said it. The total being at six and a half is really surprising to me based on how Minnesota has been playing. Both of these goalies have been play, playing great. I mean, Cam Talbot's won, what's that, seven straight starts, 9-3-2 save percentage, only giving up 14 goals in that span. Tristan Jari's been pretty good as well. The Wild have just been pretty great defensively during their seven-game win streak. Um, they've all they've allowed two goals or fewer during the seven-game win streak, and Pittsburgh they struggled against New York. They only had two goals. You know, they had those 11 goals against Detroit, but Detroit, Detroit's not good. So they, they've lost three of their past four. So I love the under six and a half. But if I pick a side here, you got to go with the wild. If there's a goalie that's going to falter, it's going to be Tristan Jari. Gave up five to the Rangers a, a few games ago. Minnesota's at home. They're just they're trying to keep rolling here. They, they've got seven in a row. This is their last home game before going on the road. Want to go on the road on a high point here. So... Minnesota at home at minus 115 is my play here, as well as the under six and a half. I love that at minus 120. Yes, we're on the same page once more. Uh, I like the under here. (laughs) The Wild are uh, playing much better defensively, of course, and they got the goaltender going again. And uh, the Penguins are up. They could beat up in bad teams, as we saw on, uh, what was it, Saturday or Sunday, when they beat the Red Wings 11 to 2. But the Wild are not going to give them those opportunities. So, I think the under six and a half here is a good bet. Um, as to the side here, uh, uh, the Penguins are not going to survive in the wilderness. So that's where you got to look. You give me the wild here at uh, on the money line. That's a, that's a fine play. Just, was was that an attempt at, at a talent? <laughs> no, it's surviving. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, because the, the, you know they're getting eaten by bears or something, right? There's like a little bear in the, the logo, and yeah, okay, you can go global warming if you want, but I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> a penguin wandering around the wilderness isn't going to survive very long, especially if, uh, uh, yeah, they don't have any water to go into. Anyway, <laughs> the Wild are going to win this game, and it's going to go under six and a half. Okay, 
right. Minnesota because of Al Gore. I love it. Um, <laughs> moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here. We have the Los Angeles Kings against the Calgary Flames. Game itself is in Calgary. Uh, L.A. on the money line sitting at plus 225. Calgary money line at minus 265. Flames on the puck line sitting at minus 115. Over-under is at 6. Both over-under paying off minus 110. Uh, Ryan, what are you thinking here, bud? Yeah, we, we still got a very injured Kings team. No Dowdy, no Brown, no Anderson. A, a bunch of guys out. I played a, played a tough game tonight, Wednesday night, in Edmonton, lost in a shootout. Really hard, hard-fought game there. Now they have to go into Calgary to a team that just lost at home to the Avalanche. Probably got a, a good chewing out in the locker room, too. So they're not losing this one, and the, the line says that, minus 265. But I'll look to the puck line here. Uh, the Kings... Or, or the Flames' last seven wins were all by two or more goals, as well as 10 of their past 11 and 16 of their past 18. So if they're winning, it's by multiple goals. We saw them put up nine against Edmonton. They beat Arizona 4-2, beat Vancouver 5-2, Devils 6-3. So the Kings, tough spot here them for them going to Alberta back-to-back, especially with the Flames off a loss. So you got to go with the Flames on the puck line, only minus 115. You got to take that. For sure. Uh, it's hard to back a dog here. Once again, I mean, this is just getting chalk city here. It's like an elementary school uh, <laughs> chalkboard going on. Uh, yeah, Wait, it what? <laughs> it's too chalky, man. It, it's a lot of chalk. There's a lot of chalk town. That's, that's what we're yeah. saying. Yeah, I'm, keep up with my metaphors, all right? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Ryan said, it's just Calgary off a loss. Uh, they got to come out going in this game, especially Daryl Sutter yelling in their ear, making up uh, little mind games going on. But yeah, the Kings are just, they're just beat up, man. They can't keep doing this game after game. I mean, they gave their heart out tonight against the Oilers. Uh, it'd be hard to do that two nights in a row. So yeah, Flames puck line is probably the best play here, though. You know, one of these freaking big dogs is going to win. It's just hard to pick the one, but I can only call him like a CM. So uh, give me the flames here on the puck line. Minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm right there with you, buddy. I love the Canes on the puck line here. Um, Calgary wins hockey games, dude. It's what they do, especially at home. 21-7-6. and six. Uh, Kings have a great road record, though. 18-9-6. But it's not going to be enough to uh, to hold pace with the Red Hot Flames. This team is unreal from head to toe, dude. Offensive, defensive, goaltending, coaching. Calgary's the real, like, they're the real deal, bro. Borderline, they're an absolute wagon. Um, yeah, Calgary on the puck lines to play. If I had to pick an over-under, maybe over. Kings coming off a back-to-back. They did just get pumped. I shouldn't say pumped by the Oilers, who went to a shootout. Um, yeah, I like uh, I like Calgary on the puck line here, as well as the over-6, minus 110. Uh, heading down to 9 p.m. again here. We got the San Jose Sharks against the Colorado Avalanche. Game itself is in Colorado. Uh, San Jose on the money line, sitting at plus 255. Colorado money line's at minus 310. Big favorites. Colorado on the puck line, sitting at minus 120. Over-unders at 6. Overpaid off minus 120. The under plus 100. Uh, Joel, back to you here, dude. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, we saw this game less than two weeks ago. Colorado totally dominated them. They were winning 4-0. Uh, Sharks made a bit of a comeback, but it was all moot in the end. Avs covered the puck line. That was my lock then. It'll be my lock now because the Avs are just a much better team. I know we're not going to have McCann. Obviously, no Landis Gog and all that. But uh, just it's just a total mismatch in terms of the talent on the ice and especially in goaltending with uh, 
Uh, Reimer playing last night, Wednesday night, and Kakinen coming in for this one. We know how poorly he played in Chicago, and I don't expect him to get any better here in San Jose. So uh, I think the Avs light their tits up, as Town likes to say, and win this game comfortably <laughs> by two-plus goals with or without uh, the star players. Uh, you know, McCart, this is actually a good thing for uh, my Norris bet because when McKinnon's out, McCart takes over. And uh, we saw him had his most productive when McKinnon missed time early in the year. So that's a little blessing in disguise, a little silver lining to McKinnon's injuries that McCart gets to take the spotlight once again and seal the deal in terms of the Norris award. Get out of here, seal the deal. But yeah, that, that McKinnon injury is kind of big for the Avs. I mean, he a potential fighting injury there. Maybe, maybe he'll tone it down a little bit after coming back. He's had a few uh, questionable hits over the past month or so, so maybe he'll, he'll tone his temper down. But you can't really look to the Sharks here. They lost to the Desert Dogs uh, tonight. So back to back for them, Kakinen, uh, Minnesota was 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 okay, but now with it with the Sharks defense, it's not going to be great. So Avs puck line is probably the way to go here. Um, they're they won five three a few weeks ago, like Joel said, went up four nothing, beat them six two in back in November. So you, you got to look to the puck line, and I also would lean to the over here. Could see Colorado going off at home, last home game against a bad team. They beat the Flyers six three, so could see a, a similar score line here. Yeah, I mean, like you kind of have to make a Colorado puck line play. Like I, I don't really love it because like, what if they're what if they're just not really trying that hard, man? What if they just say, ah, the Sharks? Who cares? But I guess you still have to minus one twenty. Um, over six would probably be the best play though. Like this team can score goals, obviously without McKinnon. You touched on it. That kind of sucks, but uh, they still can. And Joel said it earlier too. Capel Kakinen, fun name to say. Shit goal. I shouldn't say shit goalie, but haven't been playing that great. So uh, if there's any play I love the most, it would be the over six. We were talking about it off air before the show, about how like all these teams kind of have something to play for, for home ice advantage. But the Avs kind of don't. They they have pretty much the one, number one seed in the West locked up. Maybe they're wary about home ice in the Stanley Cup final if they get there against Florida or, or Carolina. But Or Toronto. You know, maybe... <laughs> Toronto's not threatening them for 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 the first Very seat true. overall in the league, but so this couldn't it could be a letdown spot for Colorado if if you want to sprinkle one of these dogs, maybe look at the Sharks plus two fifty five. They did come back against Colorado a few weeks ago, but that's just based off the slate being so chalky so far and wanting to take a dog. But I I, I, th- I still think Puckline's the best play. I, I think agree. the team will show up without uh, McKinnon in the net, you know, or in the net. I mean, yeah, on the ice, you don't want McKinnon <laughs> in the net. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Avalanche still just pulled together without the without the main guy there. So I I think that's a safe play. The Avalanche in the puck line. All right, heading down to the 7 p.m. slot. Last game on the docket here. We got the Dallas Stars against the Anaheim Ducks. Game itself is in Anaheim, back in the Quack Palace. We just saw this game, what was that, yesterday at the time of recording, two days ago at the time that uh, you're probably listening to this. Uh, it was 3-2 Dallas, man, in regulation. Now, boys, Anaheim was up. They were up 2-1 going into the third period. I don't know. What do you think here? Can they seal the deal? I think they're on a 10-game losing streak. Is it going to go to 11? I'm telling you, it's not. This is my dog pick. I haven't picked many dogs on the show. I love the Ducks here. We're going to be quacking in the Quack Palace because we're not going to have much more longer to quack and the season's going to be over. I don't know if this team's going to make playoffs, so let's get our quacks out now, especially when the Ducks are at home against the shitty, ugly stars. 
dumbest jerseys when they have those neon monster energy drinks jerseys. Obviously, they're not going to be that. But uh, give me the ducks here, boys. I'll be quacking on a quacking on a Thursday night here. Plus one forty five at home. It's been tough recently for for the quacks and the uh, Slack group there, but but it's we saw this game. Uh, Joel talked about it. How, how John Gibson, I think he saved. He said saved like a dozen goals. I'm not sure how the Stars were going to score twelve goals, but <laughs> it's a rematch. The Stars like were the better the better team. On um, Tuesday night, so you got to go with them here. Probably in regulation would be the safest play. Look for them to the puck line. Probably get some uh, some plus odds. So you got to look to the stars here. This this is the one other game that doesn't have a favorite of minus two hundred or more. So minus one seventy five on the money line isn't bad. Regulations probably minus one ten, minus one twenty. I'd look that way. Uh, hopefully the stars are trying to get back into the playoff picture here. So go with Dallas. Right, the Ducks, they just gave, uh, well, they were a shitty team in general in that game. Um, it was all John Gibson, so uh, the Stars, yeah, like you said, they're just going for the playoffs. So I think this is going to be repeated last game, except with poor goaltending on the other side. So, yeah, I'm just going to, if it ain't broke, don't fix it and go with the Stars once more. Uh, I think this line should be higher than what it is listed here, but... It is what it is, so we're going to go with the Stars here once more. And you know what? I'll probably just back that team total again out of spite because there's no way that they're not scoring three plus or four plus in this one. We're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The final four is set, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. The last two weeks, PropSwappers have been making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Then, after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Patrick from New York, who sold a $1,000 35-to-1 Houston championship ticket for $6,000 on PropSwap before their Elite Eight game. Patrick turned $1,000 into $6,000 guaranteed, and the buyer got the best odds in the country. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, uh, that covers our Thursday slate. Uh, boys, we actually got seven games on Friday here. Um, normally, it's not that many, but that's kind of cool. Uh, at the same time, we don't have any uh, any lines for the time of recording, but we'll go through them, see if there's anything that stands out at us here. Uh, first game in the 7 p.m. docket, we got the Nashville Predators against the Buffalo Sabres. I don't know how many different ways you can take Nashville here. Like Maybe regulation, even then I don't think it'll be paying off too much. So you might have to look towards team total, maybe puck line. But I'm liking the Preds here, man. They're trying to uh, – I think they should be good for playoffs. No, Either way, it's they're sitting in one of those wild card spots, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, give me Nashville, man. They got to get points and they got to get it against teams like the Sabres. How many ways could you take him at Nashville? How about no ways at all? Look, look at the oh. Sabres here as home underdogs. Had the big comeback against Chicago. Had a tough game against Winnipeg. Took it to a shootout. Got the loss despite outplaying them. I mean, they're they're a good team here. Not a good team, but they're a young team. Just playing, having fun out there. You got Alex, Alex Tuck, great addition for them. Tage Thompson's been coming into his own. You got Erasmus Salina on, on the back end. Craig Anderson, old man Craig Anderson, has been 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 holding it down in the crease so depending on the line here i would lean to buffalo i would also look to the over nashville has been scoring goals and giving up goals as well so over is probably the best play but also lean to the home dog yeah total agreement there i think that savers are playing up like they were at the beginning of the year um they got a little spicy hot of late uh, i think that they are uh, uh what were they they were they were pissed off about something. I don't remember what it was, but they're playing pissed off. That's what's important. The living in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> they're winning Jack games. Okay, maybe? That, yeah, they're, they're in close games. They should have won actually against the Jets uh, Wednesday night, but oh, freaking old man Craig Anderson couldn't stop one save, couldn't stop one shootout attempt in three, and that's why they lost. Like they scored two of three and they let in three of three. That's how uh, bad of a beat that was. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're still the better team in that one. I think that they'll be uh, competitive in this one as well. So, uh, depending on the line, I think I would look the Sabres way, if anything. And uh, also agree with the over. I think you guys are nuts. Uh, moving down to the 7 p.m. slot, we got the Chicago Blackhawks against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game itself was in Tampa. All right, I'm taking Tampa any way possible. And if either one of you say Chicago here, I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, you have to take Tampa here. Um, it is the first half of a back-to-back, so you could get Brian Elliott. They're playing Montreal the next day, so both two just complete shit teams. Maybe look at the over if it's Brian Elliott, just because Chicago has been scoring. They do have that that good line with Kane and Debrinkat, and you know Taylor Radish has been a good pickup them from Tampa Bay with the Brandon Hagel trade going down to the Lightning. But yeah, Tampa at home against the shit team. You you got to go that way. I'm just going to go with the Lightning after the Blackhawks take a 4 nothing lead because that's the way that's been going every freaking Blackhawks game. Uh, seriously, though, Blackhawks to score first goal might be a good look, too, because uh, the Lightning have slow starts. They have all year, um, especially recently. And the Blackhawks, they, they get up for these games, but they just can't finish them. So if anything, that's what I'm looking. But uh, if you want a standard traditional bet, I would just back the Lightning in the on the regulation play or uh, probably they need a puck line to get a decent number. So uh, yeah, maybe a parlay piece if anything, but uh, the lightning are going to win this game, whether they're down four or up four. They get up, but can't finish. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I think we've all been there once or twice. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving down to the 7 PM slot. We got the New York Islanders against the New York Rangers. Game itself is in New York uh, with the Rangers and Madison square garden. Uh, Jolie, what do you got here, bud? Well, this is one that uh, you should pass to me because I am on the Islanders here once more. Um, well, maybe not once more because I don't know about the whatever goaltender Applebee's you were talking about in the other game. But <laughs> for this one, <laughs> it should be Varlama versus Sorokin, depending on their health. But if it is one of those guys, all over the Islanders here, wait as long as you can to get goalie info and for the line movement because uh, you expect Rangers to get the steam here once uh, Shesterkin's announced. And uh, the Islanders being out of back-to-back, those teams generally don't get the money. So, yeah, Islanders here, bet them late. 
it's just going to be a coin flip game. These these games are one of the best rivalries in the league, and I think the Islanders, uh, we, we won on them last time this, this rivalry happened, and we're going to do it again. So, yeah, they'll be a dog in this one for sure, and I'm just backing them to play for the pride here and beating the Rangers. It's like, uh, you know, in, in soccer, like you have those derbies, like the mid-table teams, they, they can't get into the – the Champions League. They can't get relegated. They just want to beat the fuck out of their their derby rivals. That that's what this game is, and that's why I'm going to back the Islanders here as a dog. Nah, nah. The the Rangers are, are eyeing up that first place in the Metro. They're not probably not going to get there, but they're looking for it. They've won four straight, six of seven, uh, eight of their past ten. They've beaten been a few good teams there. Beat Pittsburgh twice. They're they're at home here. Islanders going to be be tough on a on a back to back for them. So the Rangers should be uh, Shostakin in that. They're, they've just been a better team, especially since since the trade deadline. They got uh, Frank Vitrano has been great for them. Andrew Kopp scored the the game winner tonight on Wednesday. So Rangers got a few depth pieces to help them out. They're they're, they're gelling right now. They're rolling. I think think they continue that at home against the Islanders. This game stinks, man. I I, I hate scumbag. What are you talking about? No, no. I, okay, it's gonna be a good game. But I hate scumbag Islanders fans. Oh. I hate asshole Rangers fans. I I always like New York, but I, lately I, they've been coming out of the woodsheds, and I'm seeing a bunch of losers. So I got scumbags against losers. It's like I got fucking Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka coming out of here. I just got two asshole douchebags fucking playing against each other. You know what happens when that happens? You cheer for the under. I'm taking the under here just because I hope it's a boring one nothing two one game, just so that all the fans have a bad time. So give me the under. The under uh, is is a great is a great play actually. It's hit in four straight <laughs> and and nine of ten meetings dating back to last season. So the under is probably the best play here. Good, take the under, win some money, and I hope everybody in the building is bored after the second period. <laughs> um, moving out of the 7.30 p.m. slot. Fuck, we talked about boring games. We got a banger here. We got the Ottawa Senators against the Detroit Red Wings. Game itself is in Detroit. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Like, uh, The over. Give me the over, because this is two beautiful fan bases that deserve nothing but respect. Give me the over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't handicap this right now, especially two days out. But yeah, the over you got to go with it. Detroit, it's just giving up goals left and right. Uh, four or five overs had a push on six before that. Uh, they're talented enough to put up some goals, and they're shed enough on defense to give up goals. So the over is the play here. Yeah, I just uh, take an alt over because Red Wings games they just go nuts. I mean. You can have three goals. You can have twenty goals. I mean, these <laughs> these guys <laughs> they have got nothing going on. Uh, the the city start to want their coach out based on how many goals to let them in. So might as well take advantage of that. Even the Senators can score uh, five or six on them. So if you want something crazy, uh, just bet the Senators team total over four and a half here. Uh, Red Wings over four and a half as well. They can score too. So. Yeah, this is just a game to have fun on, especially right now. We don't have lines up. Uh, I expect the Sens to be dogs, given their injuries and the Red Wings at home. So maybe lean that way. But, uh, yeah, over all the way. Alt line over all the way. All right, heading down to 9 p.m. here. We got the St. Louis Blues against the Edmonton Oilers. Game itself is in Edmonton. Uh, this could be pretty good, man. Both these teams just had a sneaky wins today. I think they both won 4-3. Almost a Pick them if you really wanted to come down to it. I imagine the line won't be that big either, or I don't know. You kind of maybe lean towards Edmonton because it is at home. They have pretty 
good record at home, man. 22-12-0. So I will lean a bit towards the Oilers here. Both teams are on two-game winning streaks. This is a pretty fair matchup. So with that in mind, I'm probably going to take the winning margin to be one. So keep that in mind as well. But yeah, Edmonton Oilers and winning margin of one. The Blues are back to being frauds a bit here. They have the eighth worst expected goals in their past 10 games. Edmonton is the ninth best. So yeah, Edmonton at home here would be my be my play. Possibly on the puck line as well, going against uh, Talon's play there. They lost 7-2 to Carolina, 5-2 to the Flyers. Uh, so the past two losses by two or more goals. Edmonton's been been scoring recently. So maybe look Edmonton team total or, or the over or just, just Edmonton. Definitely Edmonton. That's all I need to say. Oilers are this better team right now. Blues are just kind of coasting along. Plus, they don't have Tory Krug, their most important defenseman. Uh, a little fortunate to win today in Vancouver Wednesday night. Uh, but they won't be so lucky in Edmonton. So give me the Oilers, and uh, yeah, their team total looks good too. All right, heading on down to the 10 p.m. slot here. We got the Vegas Golden Knights against the Seattle Kraken. Didn't we just watch this game today? We did. Vegas with the easy win. Uh, yeah, I imagine the odds won't be as favored as they were, or as uh, close as they were, rather, for Vegas in this game. So I don't know if how you're going to find money. Maybe Vegas in regulation. But I like Seattle sucks, dude. Like this team stinks. They're stinky old, old fish. So give me, give me the Knights. I hate the Knights, but give me the Knights. Yeah, take the Knights puck line. I threw half unit on them uh, tonight. Uh, I got scared there with the goal that was called back for offside. Then the Knights got an empty netter, so so it was all good there. Uh, they beat Nashville six one. They beat LA five one. They beat Florida five three. Seattle's not good even at home. So Vegas is is trying to cement their uh, playoff spot, get back in the playoff picture. So you got to go with Vegas here. Sure, yeah, they're making up for uh, their absences on IR and all that. So, yeah, you can only look at Vegas here, I guess. Uh, Though you never know. If the line's high enough, I might uh, have a sneaky crack and play, but it's hard to tell um, two days out without knowing the lines. Um, Yeah, let's say if the Kraken are plus one, I need a better, I'm all over them. Uh, Knights are minus 150 or lower. I'm all over them. So <laughs> that's where I stand on this one. Keep an eye out. Jolie might be sneaking some crack into this party. We'll keep you posted. Uh, moving down to the 10.30 p.m. slot here. We got the Anaheim Ducks against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, game itself is in Arizona. Ryan, you started the show, buddy. Finish her off here, bud. What do we got? Uh, I said for the, for the Thursday game, it might be tough to uh, get some quacks going. But this, this Friday game, you, you got to be quacking, especially with Arizona's injuries. Unfortunately, to, to Clayton Keller, he's going to be out. Lawson, Lawson Krause is out. Uh, Chickering's still out. So they're missing most of their, their top guys. Uh, Clayton Fisher's out as well, whatever. So you got you got to go for the Ducks here to break their uh, 11 game losing streak. Arizona's just just not not a good team. Anaheim's gonna want to want to get a win. Maybe look to the over here too, just because both both teams aren't great defensively. But I think the Ducks get this one. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Ducks on a back to back, starting a road trip here. But yeah, the, the Coyotes aren't very good. They've been lucky with that that shooting uh, percentage and all that. Um, they they they've uh, <laughs> excelled in that stat once again against the Sharks, uh, scoring unlimited shots. And, uh, yeah, you just need to look at all the injuries now with uh, Clayton Keller out as well. So it, this might be the Ducks, the end of the Ducks uh, losing streak. So give me the Ducks here. Uh, who knows where the fuck this line will be? Honestly, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
boys. You hear that? You know what's going on? You know what's going on? We can't be quacking on a Friday night. We can't be quacking because we're going to be fucking howling. I love the desert dogs in this game, 1030, and I'll tell you why. Because Anaheim is going to be so blown up and so tired from beating the absolute wheels off the stars from the night before. We're going to be howling. I love the dogs. Give me Arizona on the money line. Give me Arizona in regulation. Any, give me Arizona on the puck line. I'm <laughs> I'm tripling down on the Yotes in this game. Coyotes at home. You can't have a duck in the woods. Well, you can't have a duck in the fucking desert either here, bud. Give me Arizona all three ways in this game. I love it. Four ways. Give me team total too. Regulation, money line, team total, and puck line. It's uh, It's the day of the dog, baby. We, we got right. Joel tempting the gambling gods again here. I see this guy saying keeps his lock on his show text. already. <laughs> I did zero research today, okay? I'm just working on the fly. Wasn't changing wasn't, on the fly. Wasn't the dog the one you switched last show? And that was like the one that didn't hit for you? You switched uh, to Dallas? Yeah. I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, okay. Either way, uh, that's our that's our uh, Friday picks here, boys. We moved down to our board of locks, dogs, and totals. Jolie, let the uh, fine folks know where we currently stand. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Uh, Talon is he's in the middle class there. Minus thirteen point five five units. This comes down to a lot of what we talked about earlier on the show or before the show started, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, freaking Talon's turning into Marxist listening to all his uh, Cold War podcasts. <laughs> uh, but Ryan is the real impoverished, uh, the proletariat here at minus twenty four. <laughs> 0.67 units and i am the elite 6.57 units above <laughs> uh even so come on boys you're we not gotta... even rich you're just less in debt than us oh give me a break compared to you guys i'm freaking <laughs> king of england <laughs> all right you know what ryan you need to turn around here bud you need a big ass show you need a big big slate here why don't you kick the boys off I'm feeling it too, so I'm glad you passed it to me here. Uh, my lock is the Flames on the puck line, minus one and a half, minus 115 at home against the Kings. Los Angeles just had a uh, tough loss in Edmonton on Wednesday night, so Calgary also had a tough loss. They're going to be right back at it here. On the puck line, their last seven wins by were by at least two goals, 10 of the past 11, 16 of the past 18, so especially at home, they're they're going to give it to the Kings here. My dog here, it's a sneaky dog. It's barely a dog, but I'll take it. Uh, Florida team total over four and a half plus 100. They've uh, hit five or more goals in 19 of 33 home games. Chicago has awful goaltending and defense right now. So Florida's going to put up at least five there. Then my total is Pittsburgh, Minnesota under six and a half at minus 120. Talked about it before. I'm not sure why this isn't at six, if not five and a half, based off how the Wild are playing. Um, in the past 10 games, Minnesota has a league-best 1.74 expected goals against per 60. Pittsburgh's right there, fourth, 2.2. So this is going to be a low-scoring game with two good goalies and two good playoff teams. That dog of plus 100 is exactly what kind of play a proletariat would make. At least my dog has a line, okay? yeah okay uh for myself uh yeah you mentioned it last show i was switching things around and uh i did have my dog as the canadians team total over 
two and a half at plus 130, which actually hit. And uh, my dog at the Stars, team total over three and a half, did not hit. So, yeah, I attempted the Camelot Gods, and the Camelot Gods spat in my face. But you know what? I did it again. My lock was formerly the Avs minus one and a half, minus 120. So uh, I switched it up to the Dull Stars in regulation. I'm going back to the well. We're doing it again. I'm just spiting the gods. And that's at minus 115. They just played the better game against the Ducks, and I think they could do the same thing again, except with better goaltending. Uh, they'll break through Gibson or uh, whoever's in that because uh, they are in a back-to-back there. The Ducks are, so we might even get Stolars. Uh, my dog, yeah, they, they, this isn't. There's no line for this, but uh, the Islanders are going to win the game, and they will be dogs. So that's what I'm doing. And my total is the Jets Leafs over six minus one fifteen. Toronto's uh, defense is better, goaltending is better, but it's still a question mark. And the Jets are on a back-to-back with Comrie, who has been decent, but. He's still not Hellebuck, and uh, the fact that they are on a back-to-back, I think that they'll be a little exhausted going into this one, and uh, it could be a, a sloppy, ill-disciplined game. All right, for myself, we were talking earlier before the show, and we are like, oh, it's going to be hard to pick a dog. Well, boys, I got three of them. For my <laughs> lock, I got the least puck line versus the Jets. I think they're going to go in there and beat the absolute wheels off of Winnipeg, especially with Toronto at home. Uh, these are important points, man. It's it's all important from here on out. Uh, Austin Matthews, one goal away from 50 as well, so keep that in mind. That's always fun. Uh, for my dog, I got Columbus money line versus the New York Islanders, plus 175. Uh, who the hell knows who's going to be a net for New York here? Could be, you know, I don't know. It could be anybody. You. It could be. It could be me. Yeah, I could fly out to New York. It could be an entire Applebee's building. Who knows? Could be anybody. (laughs) Give me the Blue Jackets plus 175. Um, And for my total, I'm going bigger going home, baby. Chicago, Florida, over seven, plus 105. That's a massive, absolute crazy big number. I don't give a shit. Sometimes when you're feeling the dog, you got to be barking. And I don't know. I guess I'm feeling up a dog. Right? <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. But give me all the dogs. Give me the overs. Give me Columbus. Give me Toronto. I love it. <laughs> that one got off the rails on me. Consensus plays, gentlemen. Ryan, I really like your total here. Pittsburgh, Minnesota, under six and a half. Yeah, I like your total, too. I think Joel's on that as well. The, the Florida game over seven. Um, I feel like we have a lot of consensus plays just because there are a bunch of favorites here and we like them all on the puck line. Yeah, very true. That's well said. Uh, I thought we had a lot of favorites too on the Friday, so we'll have to wait for a lot of those games to come out, but I think we're on the same page there. Mm-hmm. Mount Penn's under. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Minnesota themselves, I think we all liked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a couple plays there. So all you listeners, you know, Go back and uh, take a look, see if anything uh, we said jumps out, because I don't remember what the fuck we said. <laughs> I think I think our th- all three of our totals have looked pretty good, and our totals have been undefeated the past few shows, so yeah, hopefully it's not a jinx there, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we're six for six in the past two shows, I think, so that's a good totally sign. Mushed us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody, that pretty much wraps up what we got here. Uh, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website for all the sports we listed before. Tons of great podcasts, man. Uh, as well, you know, find those hosts and, uh, that are on the show and give them a nice follow on Twitter if you're on Twitter, man. A lot of these guys are pumping out good content, a lot of fun, too, and a lot of them post their picks there. So, uh, yeah. 
Go check out the website as well. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Slack group's banging. Slack group is going to be banging. Uh, it's probably banging right now. I haven't even looked at it this entire show. I'm sure a bunch of shit's going off. Uh, and it's free. Man, you get to talk. You know, we're in there. You get to hang out with us. Ryan said it earlier on the show, too. Tons of great picks going along. Uh, player props, everything, man. So get your ass in the Slack group. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack the Slacks actually was right now uh, speculating about us becoming having a podcast out. One Sharp Shark said, oh, fuck yeah, I would kill for a fucking pod after uh, Beijing wins. better than so a review. A quiet on yeah, you. Yeah, right there. Might be a pod tonight. So, yeah, I mean, you, you guys got a pod tonight. We got uh, we got some plays for tomorrow. And, and make sure you, if you're listening this long, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Hockey Cameron Podcast. On Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey, Spotify, sg.pn slash hockey s or just search for us and uh leave us a nice review like um money man dan did uh five stars fire great stuff that's it that, that's the review that's all we need it pumps us up a little bit it's simple right to the point we love it that's unreal man nothing wrong with that dude <laughs> um all right, guys. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'll be abolishing uh, the class system, uh, Socialist Canada. <laughs> I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. Joel Meyer. Over 10 and a half SEC players. Minus 132. Book it. Bet it. NFL draft right around the corner. <laughs> what a play. Peace.